0: The Gospel for this day comes from Luke chapter 3. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. John went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill made low and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God, our creator, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. My spouse and I have different definitions of what it means to be on time. Now, he grew up in a military family, and so precision and punctuality were prime virtues. He claims that being on time means being at least five minutes early. Early is on time, and on time is late, he always says. Meanwhile. I claim that being on time means being on time. So if an event starts at 11 a.m., I want to be there at 11 a.m. Now there are exceptions to this because you want to get to some things or places early like airports and concerts, but on the other hand, you might want to get to some things and places a few minutes late, like a party, so the host has a couple extra moments to get ready. I figure that it all averages out in the end. Precision is not my prime virtue. This has made for some lively discussions (laughs) in our marriage. It's possible, of course, that we are both right and that we are both wrong. See how I threaded that needle? It's possible that being on time is more complicated than it seems. How about you? Are you an early arriver? Do you pull in right as things get started? Are you perpetually late even when you swear you're gonna get there early this time? You might be some unpredictable combination of them all. Most of us are. And you might sometimes find yourself clashing with others around your definition of what it means to be on time. Early, late, somewhere in between, all of the above. The Gospels are interested in time. They're careful to locate Jesus in his time. They do this in a number of ways, sometimes by telling us what festival is being celebrated while something is happening, or by giving us a length of time for an event like 40 days, or by mentioning that it's morning or evening or harvest, or that it's the sixth month or the third day. But they also locate us in time by telling us how most history books identify time, which is by naming the powerful people who were running the world. Luke's Gospel is especially good at this, reminding us that Jesus was born in the days when Emperor Augustus had sent out a decree that all the world was to be registered, and that this was the first registration and happened while Quirinius was governor of Syria. You might have that in your mind because it's part of the Christmas Eve Gospel. And then there's today's reading which starts with a whole litany of the people in charge. Tiberius is the emperor now, and Pontius Pilate is the governor of Judea, and Herod is the ruler of Galilee. Herod's brother, Philip, is the ruler of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias is the ruler of Abilene, and Annas and Caiaphas are the high priests of the day. Whether you recognize any of those names or not doesn't really matter. We can all tell that in just one sentence, we have seven layers, seven names of power and authority, emperor, governor, kings, and priests. So in other words, if you're looking for the people who can get things done, if you're wondering where the money is, if you're curious about who matters in this day and time, then this is the list. You want. So, who would you put on our list? If you were writing the story of right now, so that someone who read your story 2,000 years from now would know something about our day and locate us in time, who would you include? Maybe we'd write something like In the first year of the administration of President Biden when Jay Inslee was governor of Washington, and Jenny Durkin was mayor of Seattle, and Jeff Bezos had founded Amazon, and Adrian Diaz was the chief of police in Seattle, and Elizabeth Eaton was the bishop of the ELCA. I suppose those names would work. They certainly help a reader know what time it was. Are there other names? Should we include the nine Supreme Court justices, acknowledging their power within our everyday lives? Or maybe we should put the Speaker of the House or the Senate Majority Leader. Who else would you put on the list? Should we name the Director of the CDC or Dr. Fauci or the State Secretary of Health? Would you put your kid's school superintendent on the list or Pete Carroll? or the editorial board of the Seattle Times. Luke's gospel is intentionally turning our eyes toward the powerful people for two reasons, as far as I can tell. And the first is to tell us what time it is. To let us know who was running the world, or at least who was writing the history books. But, as soon as all the names that we think matter are done, Luke quickly announces that the word of God arrives to John, son of Zechariah in the wilderness. Which means the word of God arrives not to the emperor, the governor, the kings or the priests, not in the palace or the courtyard or the temple but to a strange man in a strange place who had no power of any kind. It's as if we said, in the days of Biden and Inslee and Durkin and Diaz and Fauci and Pelosi and Eaton, the word of God came to Tony, son of Larry, in a parking lot. So maybe the big question of the story isn't what time is it, but Whose time is it? The Bible sometimes refers to time in two ways, chronos time and kairos time. Chronos is the kind of time you keep track of with a watch and a calendar. It's 8 a.m., it's Tuesday, it's time for basketball practice, we're late for the 11 a.m. service. Luke's Gospel is fully aware of chronos time. That's the time that Tiberius and Pilate and Herod and Philip are in charge of. That's the sixth month or the third day or morning or harvest. That's the time we often seem to run short of. It's the source of lively discussions between spouses about whether we're early or on time or late. Make no mistake, Chronos' time is important. It is though not the only way to think of time. Kairos is the Bible's way of referring to a right time, or a time outside of time. It's how you run into a friend in the grocery store after you had just been thinking you should give them a call. It's how minutes and hours can pass so differently in the company of those you love. It's holding the hand of a beloved one as they pass from this life to the next, It's a moment in time that is somehow never measurable by watches or calendars. It's never early or late. It's on time, the right time, every time. Time has been so strange for us over the past months. There are certain chronos markers that I remember with perfect clarity, and maybe you do too. March 8th, 2020 was the last Sunday we worshiped in this space before we shut down. April 24th, 2020 was the day our school district announced we would not go back for the rest of the year. Christmas Eve, 2020 was the only Christmas of my life that I was not at some point inside a church building. August 1st, 2021, we began worshiping in person again. September 12th, we came back in the building. November 13th was our daughter's first vaccine shot. November 28th, we sang together again in this space after 630 days. But so much of that chronos time is lost, warped, tossed and turned in a jumble of Zoom calls and disappointments, isolation and anxiety and fear. Hundreds of Chronos days became impossible to separate one from the other. Was it Tuesday or Friday? Was that meeting at 7 p.m. or next week? Did we walk the dog today or was that yesterday? How many days in a row have I worn these sweatpants? All the markers were gone. Nothing was early or late. It just was. Part of the Gospel, the good news for this day, is that God arrives into our Chronos time. Luke tells us this in no uncertain terms by locating, locating us smack dab in the middle of the Chronos time of Jesus, the time of Tiberius and Herod and Annas and Caiaphas. God arrives into the middle of our calendars, our schedules, our early, late and on timeness, God arrives into the mess we have made, and the utter wilderness of a world turned upside down. It can be nearly impossible to trust that God will be on time. We often find ourselves crying out with the writer of the Psalms, how long, O Lord? How long must we wait? Why do you tarry? Where have you gone? Have you forgotten us? Will you not come with haste and bring justice and peace? God arrives in our time, not always on the schedule we want, and yet always somehow on time, on Kairos time. Not in the palace, but in the wilderness. Not in the powerful, but in the baptizer. Not in the headlines, but in the ones whose stories are never told. Not where we think, but exactly where we need. I confess that I often think God is not especially punctual. At 2 a.m., I wonder if God has forgotten us altogether or turned away. There is so much to do and so little time. So much is pressing upon us and the days are slipping away. But then, in the days of Tiberius and Herod and Annas and Caiaphas, in the days of Biden and Harris and Inslee, in these days, right here and right now, God still finds the Kairos time, the Advent time to show up in the darkness where something new is being born and in the light so we can find our way in the songs, as rusty as our voices may be, and in the silence where we practice listening, in the broken systems we have made as we try to reform them, and in everything that has fallen apart that something new might be built instead. My friends, it's time. It always is, it always was, it always will be time for God's arrival. The right time on time every time even now for which we can pray thanks be to god come lord jesus amen